0: This week in Episode 5 of Tech Telegraph, we tackle Microsoft layoffs, the iOS 9 Beta, the Android M Beta 2, and soft rouges at the New York Stock Exchange. Hey, and welcome to Episode 5 of Tech Telegraph. I'm your host, Aaron Markey, and with me is Zach Wild. Zach, how are you doing? I'm
1: good, man. How are you?
0: Not bad. Uh, And with me is Cody, too. Cody, how are you doing?
2: I have been better, but I'm all right. <laughs> Why have you been better? Oh, I just wanted to be different from Zach. I'm I'm doing pretty well, actually. Oh, alrighty. I uh, I I purchased a stainless steel Apple Watch. Yeah. And now I want to purchase the Link
0: bracelet. So you're not going is... to up it to the watch edition then?
2: Uh you know, actually, I have been thinking about selling my car, but.
0: Probably so, not. All right. Well, let's get on to the week's news. I think the biggest story is uh, Microsoft laying off nearly eight thousand employees and writing off the Nokia uh, comp or the Nokia, the Nokia purchase last year for uh, seven and a half billion dollars. Is that correct, Cody? Uh,
2: seven point six billion and the 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 employees haven't quite been laid off yet, but they're, oh, they plan to over the next
0: few months, yeah, right? Yeah.
2: Their, their day, their day as Microsoft employees is quickly coming to an end and they will get that sweet, sweet layoff check or whatever it is that they get when they get laid off by Microsoft, which seems to be happening a lot lately.
0: So I was thinking for this, we'll go over, we'll go over this story real quick. And then, are you guys okay with just kinda of doing like a you know, a state of the union for Microsoft, what they've been doing lately, what they're gonna be doing in the immediate future, and maybe what our thoughts and opinions of on Microsoft for for better or for worse? Yeah, I'm
2: fine with giving my opinion of Microsoft.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Alrighty. Well let's just start off with this story. You know, employees being laid off over the next few months and they're them writing off the Nokia acquisition. So this is this is a another second round of layoffs after they laid off. I want to say nine thousand employees last year or so.
2: Yeah, it was it was quite a few. Um, keep talking. I'll see if I can figure out how many <laughs> they've laid off. It's been a lot.
0: Yeah, I want to say it's upward of nine thousand. They lay, laid off in uh, between between July twenty fourteen and this year, so the last uh, twelve months. And uh you know, there's they're trying to restructure the whole Windows Phone slash Windows Mobile thing hasn't worked out for them since uh since the release of Windows Phone series seven or Windows Phone seven series, you know, whatever convoluted name they came up with back uh how long has it been, Zach? Four or five years they released that? I don't recall. I I think I wanna Something. say I wanna yeah. say four years. I think it was two thousand eleven. Yeah. But, you know, it hasn't gained traction. It's like it hovers around 2 or 3% market share, at least here in the U.S. Um, and they mainly sell really low-end phones. So, you know, with with their mobile plan really not working and uh, things like tablets and Chrome OS-powered devices taking a huge chunk of business and education sectors are kind of having a, a rough few quarters lately. I mean... Rough in terms of Microsoft, they're still making a crap ton of money, mm-hmm. but you know they're kind of showing a little bit of weakness, and they're not uh, not nearly as as powerful as they were, say, like back in the '90s or early 2000s. Um, but they this is a continuation on Satella Nadella. Or, wow, I, I, uh, Satya Nadella. Satya Nadella. Thank you. He, you know, he's been releasing letters internal memos um by email to his employees uh fairly often recently going on about restructuring and uh executives moving around and folks what the company's gonna be focusing focusing on stuff of that nature and you know when they announced this round of layoffs and this uh write-off of nokia they said they're going to be focusing on three things moving forward um and those three things are um, focused on people who are w- window, uh, loyal to Windows, people who are you know pro- productivity people, productivity business users, and people who are uh, you know the lower end market. So the you know the more conscious you know price conscious consumers. And the way they're going to do this is focusing on really really good productivity apps. Um focusing on messaging apps and then focusing on flagship devices so and I'm taking that as being uh like Windows surface devices
1: oh yeah
0: so i'm I don't know it kind of looks like they're just quitting the mobile game
2: uh I don't know if they're necessarily like getting out of the mobile game completely I think they're but they're trying to. Focus more on what their their strength strengths are and that's more of more of building mobile software that you can use on both iOS and Android and just trying to build a really good software ecosystem in the mobile world instead of trying to push um like Windows Phone down people's throats. Like I, I think if they come at it in a way where they really focus on the software, like software first and then still kind of keep Windows Phone there as something that you can get, but really focus on getting their services up because like one of the main reasons why you would get an Android phone is if you pretty much live and breathe Google because you have all those Google services already installed. Uh-huh. So I, I feel like if Microsoft can really really up their game with um just the the their like plethora of apps and just have really good apps out there then maybe in a year or two they could they could maybe try and jumpstart the Windows Phone thing again. I, I don't think I would buy a Windows phone device still, but I think that could be be one possible strategy is really just try and focus on, on good software first and then trying to get people to get your phone later. Um so I mean it I, I don't think Windows Phone is completely dead, but I think it's a good thing that they're not focusing so much on trying to take over the market when they don't really have a foothold on it anyway?
0: Yeah, I mean, they're really in a... I'm not sure if a transitionary period is really what they're going through. Um, I mean, they're releasing the uh, Windows 10 update, I want to say, on July 29th or July 31st or something like that. And uh, so, I mean, that's that's good to look forward to. Um,
1: Isn't the Windows 10 update only... Available on that date to certain users. I
0: thought, like, well, I mean, like they said there like... it's going to be a rollout. So, okay. who knows how many weeks it's going to take for it to fully roll out to people who have Windows yeah. Seven and Windows okay. Eight and Eight Point One. But what I'm trying to say is, they're releasing their new OS. Yeah, yeah. Then, I mean, I'm sure you're going to be able to buy copies of it, or buy a computer with Windows Ten starting on that date or sometime around that date. Mm-hmm. Um and you know from everything i've seen from windows 10 and from the uh little i've used it in the developer preview it's pretty good it's a lot better in my opinion than windows 8 i just thought windows 8 was too big of a of a shift um but you know they're releasing windows 10 and with that release they're unifying they're trying to unify code for a tablet for a phone for a desktop for an Xbox, so you write one, and there's very, very little you have to do to get that app to work across all the different screen sizes, you know, for the Microsoft portfolio of devices. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, they've recently bought the Sunrise Calendar app. They've bought Wonderlist, and they bought uh, Accompli, I think Accompli, Accompli, which they turned into the Outlook app. And all three of those apps are really good in, you know, in the area that. They pertain to like, and I personally think the Outlook app is the best email client you can get for Android or iOS. Um, Sunrise isn't bad, and I mean, Wonderlist is c- good, but it's just a a task manager or you know task list, a task manager.
2: I haven't really been. I don't know. I haven't used Wonderlist in a while, but I that was one of the ones that I I wasn't. A huge fan of. I don't know like if it was the designer or what, but just something about it I wasn't a huge fan of.
0: Yeah, it's just you know, it's just interesting to see them buy all these things. And then the Microsoft Nokia deal was just uh it's just crazy. Like there's just so many bad decisions they've made around mobile. And, I mean, when they bought Nokia, what's it been, two years now since they bought them? year and a half? I mean, who... I guess if you're the CEO of either company, how do you see that as a good uh, buy? Like, what value do either of those companies see in buying... or, you know, in, 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 in Microsoft buying Nokia?
2: I think it was just... It was Steve Ballmer being Steve Ballmer. Yeah. I mean, he... he- he did not make very good decisions for the company. Um He yeah. I I think it was just one of one of those things you can chalk up to Steve Ballmer just not knowing what the heck needs to be done. I think Satya is now he's he's trying to, to really just like trim the fat, like they're they're kind of. It looks like they're they're trying to exit out of the mapping business. Like they they sold some of the technology off to Uber and um, some of their their employees are are moving over to Uber. They're they're focusing more more so on search now and not not advertising. So um, AOL and AppNexus are going to take over for display ads. So I I kind of see it as while well, Steve Ballmer was CEO. They were just trying to do way too much stuff, like like they were trying to take on Google. They were trying to, you know, take on Apple with with their their mobile phones. Like they, they were just they're trying to do way too much. So I, I think it's good that that they're now going to try and just focus on on software, which is originally what made made Microsoft the the company that it was. So I I can see Microsoft coming back um in the coming like years probably they'll they'll start to do better
0: yeah i don't know i mean as the world increasingly goes mobile i don't see i'm not i'm not saying i'm not spelling out the death of microsoft but 10 years from now 15 years from now i don't think they're going to be nearly as important as they have been in the last 10 or 15 years
2: well i mean look at i look at uber like they they're one app like, I, I think, like, Microsoft, they don't need to, they don't need to have, like, the mobile operating system. They just, they need to have really good software that that people um, and businesses especially are willing to pay a subscription for.
0: But, I mean, Uber came at a time, at the time, at you know, at the right time with the right technology. I mean, they came up with an idea that was basically unheard of, Um and... I mean that was true innovation, like taking you know internet and mobile devices and and combining it with ride sharing to really improve an industry and what is Microsoft gonna come up with i mean they they have office and then they yeah. have but they is have three- office a sustainable business like you can't i mean I know it's been well for them the last few years, but like
2: yeah well i mean like office three sixty five is it's it's a cloud service you can you can access your office documents in a browser you can access them on your phone i mean that alone i mean that that's pretty good for them i mean business productivity while it's i mean it's not exciting for a lot of people it's still really important for the majority of of corporate offices and and things like that so i think offering something that your employees can can jump on their phone and they can quickly look at documents or or whatever i think that's still important um and then like you were saying with like outlook like have having a good email client like that's that's one way that they can try and cut away at google with with gmail like try and bring users over to outlook um and awesome. then I, I know they're they're trying to focus more kind of on on cutting edge technology too, like with Hololens, which um, wh- whether whether or not it's it's going to be successful or not, it's still it's still something that's that's cool to see them trying to do. Like they're still trying to explore other areas. And then you have to look at like the Xbox business, like if all they really need to do is. I, I don't even know if like creating a streaming box or just like still just having an Xbox like that's pretty much tied into the, into the living room. So I think if they can start to trim the fat and start to try to to put pieces together like I I think they still have a pretty good chance at staying relevant.
0: I don't know, the, like the 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 Xbox business that has year over year been a a loss for them. Like they've never made the money back on that that business. Um I mean it was actually right before Steve Walmer left and right when uh Satya came in, he like there there was rumors that, that Xbox was gonna be on the chopping block and they're gonna sell it off because it was just unprofitable. I mean they decided against it. I'm assuming they still think they can turn it into a profitable business, but I just can't help but think that Microsoft is gonna go the way of IBM which is yeah, they're still around, but no one's gonna care about them outside of the people that need IBM.
2: Well yeah. I mean they Yeah. They they may not still be like as as cool as they used to be. But I don't know. I mean I IBM they they're pretty much like mainframe and a couple of other things. Like I, I I kind of see Microsoft still being more relevant, but then again, maybe they'll just they'll they'll still be more relevant to me and to the younger crowd. They Mm. they won't really care about Microsoft. So, and I guess the younger crowd is what's important. I keep forgetting that I'm no longer a part of the hip crew. So, (laughs) Um, so yeah, it'll it'll definitely be interesting to see see what happens.
0: I don't know, Zach. Do you have anything to to say about Microsoft? Any any opinions? Um, uh, just to
1: uh, kind of respond to what you guys are just talking about, I mm-hmm. don't, I don't know if I see it completely falling off, um, or like dwindling down to the point that that you're saying it is. I kind of agree with Cody and the fact that I think, um, I actually didn't know that Xbox was such a a non-profitable
0: business. For I mean, it's because... not a disaster. It's like This isn't like the Xbox isn't the Nokia deal of video games. It's just, it's just not profitable. I don't know how unprofitable, but it's not like a massive failure. It just doesn't gain them anything. Right. Um. Yeah, because that was going to be one of the things that I,
1: I would have said would keep them up, but I guess that's not the case. Um. But anyways, I, I would be surprised if they were to like, um, just in terms of desktop operating systems and stuff like that. I feel like for computer oss I, I feel like that's where some of their energy needs to go or some more of it. I kind of agree with Cody and like the term trimming the fat and focusing on um, improving the services that they have or um, creating ones and putting a lot of effort into those specific ones and not trying to cover so many so many different areas at one time necessarily but really beef up what they have out there already. And I think I think Windows is going to keep going, although. I just don't think there would be only. I don't know, unless there's some more like desktop operating systems on the rise that I don't know about. Um, I don't see them like completely dropping off in that category or with office. I feel like office is such a big thing. I know there's so many other free options now, but. Um, I don't know, just the the desktop environment i feel like they will they'll still be relevant with that in like 10 to 15 years like you're saying i feel like they'll still i i think they'll still be there but i guess we'll have to see where that goes
0: yeah i think we might
2: well i think going back to xbox real quick because i'm just reading an article right now about the um profitability and how how microsoft should sell and i i think they should probably like selling xbox would probably make sense like, maybe, like, try and sell it to Steam, like Valve or something, because, like, that would be interesting, I think, because Valve really understands how to make money from selling games. So if Valve had a console and they, like, took Xbox and started to, like, sell the digital games for, instead of, like, $60, selling them for 50 or 40 or something like that, like, giving you incentive to purchase the digital one, like, I feel like that right there could really help to boost profits like trying trying to pretty much just sell digital games but i don't think that's something that microsoft really understands because the the sale they have going on right now is like pretty much nothing is on sale like it's cheaper than it would be but you can still get it cheaper on amazon so yeah um yeah and I, i mean i don't know console gaming seems to be Sort of slowly dying off too, so I like I don't know Microsoft don't... Has, has a lot of fat to still trim i think
0: yeah um what what do you guys think about Windows ten? Do you think that's going to be successful as Windows seven, or do you think it's going to have some market issues like Windows eight did?
1: Um, we actually have it installed on my um the desktop we have down here, so the preview that that is anyways and I don't know. Honestly, I I like that they moved away from the solely like tablet environment that I feel like Windows 8 is. Even if you have it on a desktop, it's hard to not open it and think this was made exclusively for a tablet with desktop usability just sort of sprinkled in. I like that they moved away from that. It now seems like it's very much more of a hybrid thing where it's like you can click the start button and scroll through your, your installed program the same way you would on Windows 7. But there's also some tiles off the side we can bring up the whole start menu and all that that sort of thing. So I think they definitely have improved what they I think we're going for in Windows 8 and sort of I uh, missed the target on that one. But I think they um I think it's gonna be better. I think it'll be more welcome and more accepted than Windows 8 was because I know there's still a lot of people that were like, I'm not installing that. That's that's garbage. I'm gonna stay with Windows 7. Um <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> but from what I've used of it, I do, I do like it. I think it'll be um, a welcome, a welcome update, especially considering I think it's supposed to be free. I don't remember. I know that's kind of gone back and forth. I'm pretty sure it was going to be.
0: It's supposed to be free for anyone who has Windows Seven and Windows Eight, and mm-hmm. if you're running the. Developer preview now, you get it for free. Right. right. But not, they originally said that everyone's going to get it for free, including pirates, which they retracted. And But then
1: my thinking is if the pirates just install the developer preview, then you're good. Yeah. Because that's free too. So why not? I, I well, that's what that they've wrong. already
0: said that as long as you have the developer preview, you're getting free. So if you are a pirate, download <laughs> developer preview and you get Windows 10 for free. But you have to keep the Windows Update developer package thing on. I'm not really sure what they call it. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything else? Can we move on?
2: Yeah, I'm not really that excited about Windows 10. All right. I don't, I don't
0: have anything to say about it. Let's move on to something more interesting, at least for me, which is today <laughs> at 2 p.m. Eastern time, Apple released the iOS 9 beta. And I installed it, and I've been using it for uh, five, six hours now. And i got to say, I like it a lot. It's not a huge, it's not like the difference between iOS 6 and 7. It's a lot of subtle changes. Um, they got a new font, so they're not using Helvetica. They're using San Francisco, which is much better. Um, They added, you know, we've gone over the Productive Assistant and stuff in Siri. But just in day-to-day use... It's uh it's really nice. Um, I kind of want to go over the the proactive assistant for Siri. And you know when we first heard about it, it everyone thought it was gonna kind of be a Google Now competitor that was gonna show you, you know, things that mattered. And it's not that at all, like <laughs> like at all. There's there's this box that says Siri Suggestion uh, Suggestions, and it just shows you, as far as I can tell, four random contacts. Because there's two people I talk to all the time, and then two people I haven't talked to in, like, months. And then a bunch of random apps. As far as I can tell, they just choose the apps based on when's the last time you used them. Um, I mean, I've only used it for, like, five, six hours, so I'm sure it'll get more intelligent as time goes on. But so far, it's just not impressive. And, uh, I mean, but, you know, it's not terrible. Other than that... The messaging app, just like uh, Cody, you have an iPhone six plus. I in the do. the messaging app, you can see the profile picture, the contact photo of the person you're messaging now. In the con, or, you know, in the message list. Um, you can search settings now, which I like. I know it's super small, but that's a really great feature. Just being able to type in like, Wi-Fi or security or something, and just have it pop up.
2: It's actually really nice just because everything is so buried a lot of times. Yeah.
0: Oh, pass. Oh, sorry. Go on. No, I was going to say that'll
2: just be nice to be able to try and find like, where was that thing that I thought I knew where it was? Now I don't know like which series of menus I have to drill into to find it. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, I really like the news, the new news, uh, uh, the news app, which replaces the old newsstand app. It's pretty fantastic. Um, I mean, anyone who's used a news aggregator like uh, Flipboard is basically the same thing. But it's really nice, and I think I'm going to try and use it for the next few weeks as, like, my main news source on my phone. So, basically, I was... all you do... No, go on. Sorry. Oh, no,
2: go ahead, go ahead.
0: Well, basically, when you open it, like, it just asks you, just like Apple Music does, like, what your favorite uh, news sources are. And then like, there's a For You tab and a Favorites tab and... And Explore tab. You know, it's basically the same type of setup as uh, Apple Music. But it's really, it's really nice so far. Um, so I definitely like that more than the Newsstand app because the Newsstand app was basically worthless. It was honestly just a folder for newspapers, digital newspapers. Oh, what else is different on this? They've added more Apple bloatware, which is always cool. <laughs> so now there's like eight pages of pre-installed apps instead of just two pages of pre-installed apps no I'm, I'm joking I'm being facetious There's but there's two more apps Find My Friends and Find iPhone that are just forced to be on here I'm not even sure why the Find iPhone app is required to be installed on iOS 9 because if your phone's lost you're not going to use your phone to find your phone I don't Do you know you have
2: to have that installed to find your phone though
0: no, it's just a setting in in settings that you'd flip on. Oh. And then find my and find friends I just find creepy. Like yeah. it just shows you an Apple map of all your friends with iPhones that have turned it on. Like I I like I like you, Cody, but I don't need to know like that you're at work at two in the afternoon every day.
2: <laughs> well I just I won't turn it on.
0: Well I you know, I don't care about my privacy, so I I immediately did. <laughs> <laughs> um Oh, what else? The notes app is a notes app, believe it or not. You can draw on it, you can add pictures. Um, but no, it doesn't sound exciting, but it really is. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's just iOS updates in general always exciting for me. I'm just a nerd and like software updates.
2: Did they update the tips app?
0: I haven't opened it. I've opened it once and then immediately threw it into my crap folder.
2: I, I didn't even realize that that was an actual app. And I've just been scrolling through it thinking, why is this installed on my phone?
0: I can uh, now type in my menstruation information, though, so that's good.
2: Is that an actual, like, legitimate
0: thing? <laughs> yeah, oh. uh, reproductive health is called. Really? Yep. Oh, you uh. have sexual... Activity 2, so you can tell your iPhone how many times you have sex in a week.
2: <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. wow. Yeah, I know, like, when I got my first smartphone, I installed a menstruation calculator just so I could, like, figure out when my girlfriend would pro- possibly be mad at me.
0: Okay, so think she about this. She found
2: out, and then she was really mad at me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> think So for sexual activity, if you click Add Data Point, you can set it to be protection used or protection not used. Oh, set the God. date and the time that it started.
2: Can you set when it was
0: when it ended? No. Can, can, no, you can't oh. set. You can't set it to be thirty seconds later. So I'm boned. <laughs> um.
2: They they need to tie that into the Apple Watch so like you can you can Ooh, just be like, yeah, hey Siri." Oh, I can share the I'm data too. Having Sweet. sexual intercourse right now, and then, hey Siri, I just. Stopped having sexual intercourse.
0: Yeah, this is, I and then know, share
2: is... share share it with uh, with with iCloud with everyone that I have on my iCloud <laughs> share thing. So then Ooh. everyone knows. Everyone knows when to when to give me a high five and when to when to buy me a beer.
0: You can type in information on uh, birth control tests, birth well, wow. pregnancy tests.
2: Like like when when you last used one?
0: Yeah, and then whether it was positive or negative, just in case you forgot that you're having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean that's good. Oh man, this is great. I'm uh, sorry, I'm, we're talking too much about this. No, um, I,
2: I'm I'm going to have to in- install the iOS nine beta now just so I can can uh, track how many times I don't have sex.
0: <laughs> and this the best part is now. When I press the shift button, I get capital letters on the keyboard. Yes. Which is great.
2: Or or is it you get lowercase letters?
0: Then you get lowercase when it's lowercase. When you press the shift button, it goes uppercase. And I just don't... I, I really want to just, like, show you guys this font. San, uh, San Francisco looks really good on this screen.
2: It's okay. I'll wait for a movie to be, ma- to be made about it, and then I'll...
0: And then, and then you'll oh, actually consider uh, it to be a real font?
2: Yeah, yeah. If it doesn't have a two-hour documentary about it, about, like, why it's the greatest font in the world, then I don't I don't care about it.
0: Oh, and I can't believe I glossed over this. The uh, multitasking menu is new. In my opinion, it's actually gotten kind of worse. Hmm. So the multitasking menu now basically, I mean, it looks almost the exact same, except now the cards can stack on top of each other instead of, being right next to each other and the animations are a lot more animated i guess when you're flipping through things but what sucks is you know how on the when you double get into the multitasking menu there's that top uh part that shows you all your recent contacts like that's not there anymore which i use that all the time hmm. so that was that's kind of irritating
2: i don't think i've ever used that
0: oh man i think i use it daily
2: yeah, like for the recent contacts, I usually ignore that. I suppose it would be useful. I just, I've never, I don't know. I haven't really wanted to use it before.
1: So, when does iOS 9 actually get released? Like fall sometime? Least on that? Okay. Yeah. I don't know if there was an actual official release date on that or not. I don't
0: know. That's all I wanted to say about iOS 9, though. We can move on if you guys want to.
2: All right. Well, so this week um, we had a couple of, of technical glitches and outages. Um, so the New York Stock Exchange went down for a couple of hours. United Airlines wasn't able to check in passengers um, or, like, have flights go out for a little while. Um, and it was all, all pretty much around software that wasn't created properly um so so before people were thinking that it was maybe like al-qaeda or something like that where it was like cyber terrorists um and that was kind of you know it's a lot easier to sell a news story that um you know the new york stock exchange went down because terrorists and instead of like the new york stock exchange went down because the New York stock exchange didn't want to invest in people to create good programs. Um, so, and it, it just kind of, kind of it should be raising an awareness to, uh, really just like software development in general, that we should be investing more in both creating new software and actually maintaining that software. Um, so this is this is just gonna be me going off on a, a short little rant. Um just because that that's what I do for a living is create software. But essentially like what a lot of people don't know is a lot of software is created by contractors. A lot of the contractors bid the lowest price, i.e. they're like foreign people or from another country like India or India. Um <laughs> and, and so so really like what, what ends up happening is 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 they say that that they'll they'll do a job for like a fifth of the price of what an, an American contractor will do, and and they'll they'll get the job done. Um, it may not be the prettiest thing, but but they'll get it so it works and stuff. But a lot of times it's just it's patched together because you have ten or twenty different people working on it, and they're not really coordinating the best because some of them have decent project managers, others don't. So you just kind of get this hodgepodge thing together where it's um, just a bunch of like little band-aids and duct tape and things like that just kind of scattered throughout the place. It works, but if something breaks, it's kind of like, well, why did it break? And then you kind of go through and look at it, and it's like a just a series of stuff for lack of a better word. Um And so I mean I I guess when you think about it, it's kind of like the same thing as like, you know, you, you go to McDonald's and you're you're not paying a whole lot of money, so you get kind of not the greatest food and you don't get the greatest, like, service. Whereas if you go to, like, a fine dining place, you pay a lot more money, but you get a lot better food, and it's a much better experience. You can kind of think of software as the same thing. The the less you pay, you can still get kind of the same basic needs, like, but it's not going to be that great. Um, and then another thing is is, like, with security and stuff, which... Which i 've worked on projects where essentially you have you have someone that is allowing you to to change user information just from like having a, an ID like th- there 's no authentication it or anything like that um, and then and then they they don 't understand why i 'm pulling my hair out because they think their security is still fine so so essentially like you 're hiring people like that um, and this is essentially why why these glitches happened was they weren't investing enough money to create good software to begin with. Then when that software broke, they had to rush to fix it. So the fix was essentially um, was essentially just some that was again, hodgepodge together and it's going to work for a couple more years and then it's going to inevitably break again. Um, so, yeah, pretty much it was good that it wasn't, cybersecurity like related mm-hmm. but it's bad that it wasn't cybersecurity related because it's just a sign of how crappy our software infrastructure is and I don't think anything's going to come of it cuz no one wants to pay enough money to have it done right so well, this is an that issue that like
0: mind. our country has with everything whether we're talking software infrastructure or we're talking real infrastructure i mean our country has an issues with updating Security measurements, just as much as an issue as as with updating things like roads and making sure bridges don't collapse. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, fact is we, we live in a world where, you're right, the lowest bidder is the person who gets the job done, and they might not do the best job or when someone needs to come in and repair that job. You, you know, it's a huge cluster, and no one knows what exactly – to do with it, or it takes way too long to figure out, or they might scrap the whole thing and then have to just redo, you know, hire someone else, another lowest bidder, to to fix the other lowest bidder's problem. Yeah. Um But yeah, I I mean this is they were down for three and a half, four hours, right? Yeah. Yep. That is more than uh It's like hundreds of times more than what they're allowed a year. Cause they're only allowed to be down or you say they're only gonna be down five minutes a year. Yeah. When, you know, when they're open, they, um,
2: they, they like went over their allowance by like 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: oh Go um, so I mean, luckily they, you know, they had other, you know, you can, you can trade on like the NASDAQ. Well, yeah, so it, it doesn't,
2: it's different. It's different stocks though.
0: Yeah. Um, so. but I mean it doesn't completely cripple our economy I and mean, it was only for 4 hours but it was still I don't know like you said it's probably not going to change but it's crazy that companies of any sort and especially something that runs what the biggest stock exchange in the entire nation one of the biggest in the world allows itself to fall because they're not willing to to keep software updated.
2: Oh well, yeah, I mean, I was reading an article earlier today about this where there's one guy who, while he was in college he had to update some system that was built in like the 60s. They didn't have the source code for it so he had to like plug it into whatever the application was and whatever he got back for the result he had to like write his program around that. So it's kind of like if if suddenly like that that program has some sort of bug you can't really do much for that and the company didn't want in, like it was just, they didn't want to pay money to rebuild that functionality which is what they should have done but that's just that's kind of like what what a lot of places do like you have um mainframe developers they're they're getting paid a lot of money now cuz all of the the ones that did do it they're all retiring and not a whole lot of people graduating want to do that but not a whole lot of companies want to... Yeah, well, yeah, not, not a whole lot of them want to move away from that. So, I mean, you just kind of get into the situation where eventually it's going to be a lot of mainframe stuff that's been running for 40, 50 years, and hopefully it keeps running and we don't run into issues, but if we do, we're kind of SOL because we didn't try to migrate away soon enough. So... It'll be interesting to see. I, I I'm taking the pessimistic outlook that people don't want to invest in good software, so they're just they're gonna get what they pay for. But um, yeah, I mean that that was kind of I I wanted to have my my little soapbox, and I thought that was a, a interesting topic to bring up. But we don't we don't have to talk about it anymore. It was kind of kind of a thing, unless you had an opinion on it, Zach.
1: Um. Completely honest not not
0: too much all right well we can that's fine let's (laughs) yeah we can move on
2: yeah let's let's move on to something a a little bit a little bit better you everyone can wake up from their nap now
1: (laughs) so uh so android m was announced at the last um google io and they they released the preview for android m and today um, they released the second preview of Android M and it looks like they've um, they've come with or it's come with a lot of welcome fixes or things that they said were going to be coming out already. And I haven't... I did finally get my Nexus 6 this week, so I can install it. Um, I haven't yet because I've been at work, but I'm definitely going to be doing so either um, tonight or this weekend. But just just looking at... a. Some of the things they changed. They I don't know if anyone saw the, the app drawer from the first one, but it was pretty hideous looking. Okay, and the app drawer was bad. great. See I comp like <laughs> I, I okay, I can understand why you you like it, but I think it looked really terrible. Like the functionality of it was kinda nice in a sense, but like it looked really bad. In my opinion. I I think it looked terrible i don't know i'm looking at like at what the new one looks like i don't know how it functions and like actual use Mm -hmm. it doesn't look nearly as gross as it did before but i don't know how it if the i don't know if the functionality with the whole alphabet thing is the same because that's one thing i did that i thought okay that's cool but it just looked really bad or poorly implemented so if they still have something similar to that that'd be cool but i think the fact that they changed it updated it was a good call
0: Okay, so what, in your opinion is like the biggest things in this second beta
1: so in the new um in the new Android M beta or preview two, they have well, they have Google now on tap, which I'm actually really excited for um the the settings are in there. it looks like that's getting ready for the final release, which i'm again, I'm excited to see that. I think that'll be a, a very useful feature um another thing. At least to me, I think it's really cool. Is there's a built-in system UI tuner that lets you shut off icons in the status bar, and that's that might be small to some people. I think, I don't know. I think that's exciting. I think that's cool. That you can control what icons will be in your status bar and how that looks, like straight out of the box. Because I know I use custom ROMs to do that kind of thing, or um, different different uh, like exposed modules and mods like that, but. In fact, that's actually built in, I think, is awesome.
0: Yeah, um, I'm really happy. Ever since they got that... I'm not sure, if, actually, if it's in Android M, but at least in Android 5, whenever you put someone in, like, your phone in priority mode or do not disturb mode, it put, like, a little star in your status bar. Oh, I hate it. And it was so annoying. <laughs> so I'm glad I could just, like, tell that to go away. Yeah, because, like, I...
1: Yeah, same for me. I I mean, I have Pebble smartwatch, but still, I silent the phone. I just... Any sort of sound icon, whether it's a star or a little bell or a little circle flying through it, just just doesn't need to be I just want it gone. So if I can do that, that's hugely exciting for me. There's also yeah. a couple of other um smaller things like the the there's like a quicker file manager access and there's um, a memory setting where you can see like actually in the settings, how much memory is being used. I think that's that's nice to know. I like seeing that. Um, I don't know if a lot of people are like, s- going to be super excited about seeing how much memory your phone's using or apps or how many um, apps are using the memory and whatnot. I personally think that's a cool, a nice little addition. But yeah, I'm hoping to so get it.
0: Go ahead. Do you think in any version of Android in the future they're going to make it, just like the system UI tuner for the notification bar, they're going to make it so you can turn off having like 50,000 different applications in the share menu. I would
1: thoroughly enjoy that. If there was like a share thing for like different... Yeah, because anytime I want to share, share a photo,
0: answer. it's like I. It's like it asks me if I want to share it by inbox or by Gmail or by mailbox right. or the default mail app or in the browser or on the Imgur uh, app or in text messages or in Hangouts. In you know, year. there's like... Yeah, um or Inger. if I want to share by Bluetooth, like <laughs> no one ever sends a picture to each other by Bluetooth. It just doesn't happen. Or if you have file managers installed, it asks you about file managers. Right, right. it's so annoying.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I certainly hope they come up with something like that because doesn't iOS has something similar to that, don't they? Or no, I thought they did.
0: Yeah, yeah. You that can that turn off that... what, turn on and off whatever you want in the share menu in iOS. Right.
1: Not that that means that Android's going to come out with it just around the corner or anything, but I'm hoping that's a note they take out of Apple's book of, hey, we need to, that might be a good call. Because, yeah, that menu gets cluttered real quick.
2: Are they ever going to let you, like, search for, like, just search for everything, kind of like Spotlight search, where if I just want to find, like,
1: they, they didn't bring that to Android, um, did they? Where I can just. Not to my knowledge, no. That's something I do, I do, like, in. And iPhones as well as being able to search, like, your, I don't know, you go to Spotlight, you search for a text message or wherever you can do that. That would be, yeah. I mean, with Google being a primarily, well, yeah, primarily a search, en- search engine, that would be nice if that feature eventually comes. Hoping it does. But, yeah, to my knowledge, it hasn't been um, announced in Android M at all. But I'd like to see that.
0: All right, is there anything else? Is there anything else to say about Android M? Um, only other thing, it looks like through the
1: system UI tuner, you can also change the uh, the toggles from the, the notification bar straight through, like, stock Android M. And, I mean, that's just built into that as well, which I th- another thing I think that's cool. Anything, any, like, little tweaks like that I get excited about because you can just fine-tune the way your device works and how you want to use it so
0: huh? well I, I, that's that's interesting i'm one I, anything to make the system more customizable welcome in my book i suppose
1: that, that's how i look at it i i love personalizing customizing making it how i want the device to work so
0: already right, do i want to move on to uh you know, other smaller news topics of the week then? Sure, sure thing.
1: So, GoPro announced the Hero 4 session. And I was reading about that um, today, actually. And there's, it looks like it's it's smaller, obviously, than the, the GoPro, the previous GoPros. And if anyone's actually, if you haven't seen pictures of it, it's just a camera lens in a box. Like, the GoPro's previously like look like small cameras. This is just the lens, and then like a seriously just a box around it. And then you have the memory card slot on the bottom with um, charging port, and then one button on the top. And battery life I think is about two hours, and it'll shoot in 1440p at 30 frames a second, 1080 at 60, 720 at 100. And it's waterproof out of the box without the casing. It has two microphones, one on the front, one on the back. And it's, in my opinion, just the fact that it's waterproof without the case and has the microphones um, exposed with waterproof being built in and that you can transition from water to land with no problem, I think that's awesome. You no no longer need a case for that or anything special to do so.
0: Yeah, th- I'm looking at pictures of them. this thing. It's tiny. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Hmm. I
1: I honestly I really want one. It's four hundred dollars though, which is part. more yeah, than the, the price. hero, isn't it? Um, I thought it was about the same. I didn't think it was more. I could be wrong in that. Um.
0: Man, GoPro just does so many so much cool stuff. Hmm.
1: I have no use for this in my personal life, but I want one so bad. <laughs> I just think it's really cool, oh, and the mounts I forgot about that The they have a new cases for it since it's a different shape, but it clips onto the same mount, so if you already have like GoPro mounts on things, all you have to do is buy like the new little clip thing, but then you can still put it on the mounts you already have um installed from from other ones if you were using other GoPro cameras. Uh,
0: this thing I know I just said this, but this is blowing my mind. it's only one point five inches in each direction. It, yeah i know it's a perfect one and a half inch cube it's crazy
1: it's yeah <laughs> it's super yeah it's tiny there's one button it's just oh that that was the other thing i forgot you you have to control all settings from your phone it has a little wi-fi switch you turn on the wi-fi on the device you connect your phone to it and if you want to change any settings you have to do that from your phone because there is only one button on the top of it to start and stop recording and i think that's also power button when it's not recording i think it's off i could be wrong on that don't quote me um i'm pretty sure that's how how that works as well though but i personally don't think changing settings from your phone is like something that should deter you from it i think Mm -hmm. you know everyone has a phone on them anyways i don't think it's that big of a deal um but yeah the fact that it's so small compact waterproof out of the box shoots High quality, not as high quality as the the previous model, but still, in my opinion, pretty pretty great. I don't know, considering its size, it's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah.
0: Alrighty. Well, moving on from that, um, Amazon for their twenty year anniversary announced Prime Day, which is going to be on July fifteenth. And for people who have Amazon Prime, they're going to have a bunch of deals for you in order to you know a bunch of really it's basically Black Friday for Amazon and they're marketing it as a event bigger than than Black Friday all of Black Friday jeez yeah so I'm really excited slash scared for that
1: yeah my bank account's not ready for that kind of thing <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I mean I already have things sitting in my wish list in my cart that I'm kind of waiting on
1: I'm gonna have to get a credit card this week <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wednesday will be a will be a good day, yeah, <laughs> or a bad day.
0: Well, yeah, probably a bad day. <laughs> but I mean, they're gonna have uh, they're gonna have a new deal every like ten minutes or something like that, and there's gonna geez. be you know stuff on the site is just generally gonna be cheaper, marked down, and oh, it's just gonna be anytime no, online have... shopping is made even cheaper, it's great.
1: And you have to have Amazon Prime to use this? Or to take advantage of this? Yes.
2: Yeah, you can do a free trial though and still take advantage of it. Uh gotcha. So you can get like thirty days for free, or if you're a student, you can get Amazon Prime free for yeah, either like I know when I back when I signed up for it a while ago, it was like one year free. I don't know what it is for students anymore, but
0: I think it was like twenty bucks. It was super cheap.
2: Yeah, yeah, like to renew it it's
0: it's really cheap.
2: And, I don't know, as long as there's no, like, 4K monitors or 4K TVs on sale, I think uh, I should be pretty safe on that day. That if could, not, I I may not have a whole lot of money.
1: That could be dangerous for me as well. <laughs> oh, man. I don't need it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of of things that we don't need is uh, Google Glass. Um, They're still trying to be relevant. There's uh, the Enterprise Edition. um, It's kind of being leaked out. So it's going to be bringing a larger Prism, uh, Intel Atom CPU, um, and an optional external battery pack. So the, the Intel Atom CPU is supposed to help with battery life, which with Google Glass... I mean, I never really had too many issues getting through a full day as long as I wasn't, like, actively using it a ton. Um, But so having that battery pack will be nice Um, if the Intel Atom CPU doesn't help conserve battery that much, which just kind of reading over the article it looks like it's supposed to only be, like, a modest improvement. Um, They also made the Prism larger, so it's supposed to make it easier for you to glance up and look at it. Um, personally I never had too many issues with like the prism being not wide enough. My issue is it wasn't tall enough. So I feel like they optimized it in the wrong way. Like they should have made the prism larger, especially since it's the enterprise edition, I'm assuming it's going to be used by people at work, so they won't really care if they have a prism kind of block in some of their view. So I think making it taller instead of wider would have probably been been better. Um, and then the other thing is they've addressed, uh, overheating issues, which was kind of a, a huge issue with the Explorer edition. If you tried to record video, anything over like a minute or two of, of recording, it would end up heating up a lot and it would start to make the the video quality degrade. Like it would get jittery and things like that. Um, I was trying to record my college graduation and some of the video was, I could, it, it still was fine, but. I wanted to kind of put a compilation together and because it was overheated and stuff, it just didn't turn out so well. So I'm kind of excited to see that Google Glass is still still moving forward, but I feel like they're not necessarily moving forward in the in the right direction. They they could have optimized in other other ways and they did not. So I'm a little bit sad about that. But
0: Yeah, I don't know. He had a lot more experience with Google Glass than I, so I guess you know a lot yeah. more than I do about how big this update is or how small this update is. Do
2: you yeah, think, uh, I mean, it, it's pretty much is like a life beat or a heartbeat. It's still there, but it's eh, not a whole lot has changed from what I can tell. So.
1: so, other news. Um I think this was announced today, actually. Yeah, this morning. T-Mobile... Claims that it now has more subscribers than Sprint, and I don't know the legitimacy of that. But um, more importantly, in my opinion, is they got rid of the roaming charges in Mexico and Canada. So they don't—they haven't announced um, towers or anything in in mobile or in mobile in Mexico and Canada. But they um, they have some sort of contracts. I'm assuming with uh, different carriers in Mexico and Canada, so that their users still get the best the best signal when they travel to those countries. And this is huge for any, um, anyone that travels um, outside of the country. Well, I mean, to Canada or Mexico, honestly, because uh, I know like a lot of the carriers, you have to have some sort of some sort of plan or addition to your plan in order to cover that charge. And now it's just, it's included. And that's, I don't know, to me, that's a big, seems like a big deal. It's a big, uh, big step, something that's going to be hard to compete against. I'm curious to see what other other carriers do as a to compete with that.
0: Do you think this is going to spark change in uh, the other three? Do you think they're going to try to move towards that?
1: Honestly, no, I don't think it's going to. Um, I wouldn't, I think if, if Sprint jumped on it, I wouldn't be surprised. And then from there, I feel like if, two, if T-Mobile and Sprint had it or T-Mobile and someone else had that feature, then I think the other ones would have to react. But I think if just T-Mobile does it, I guess it would all depend on how it affects the whole the mobile marketplace. But I don't think... I personally don't think it will drive the other carriers to make the same move. But that's just my opinion. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I don't have any hope of this changing anything.
2: Outside of T-Mobile, yeah, no, no, yeah, I don't think it matters really. Because I mean, I don't know. For me, like, I would never go to Mexico. I never go to Canada.
1: Right. Like, it's. It, it's uh,
2: I I don't think like there's millions of people in the U.S. that are that are going to either country like often enough where, where this would be like, yeah, I, I need to switch to T-Mobile because I'll save a lot of money. It's just I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: It's I'm a sure nice thing, but it. yeah.
2: Yeah, like, it's it's nice to have. Like, I have T-Mobile, and I'm I'm certainly happy that I have that ability now, but whether I ever use it, I don't know.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, also this week, Google announced a little dongle to uh, plug into your Chromecast that supplies both power and Ethernet to the device, so you can use it in places of your house that don't have uh, such a good Wi-Fi connection. Um you guys find that useful?
2: Uh, I mean, it... Yeah, I guess I I won't ever buy it. Um I think it's kind of a little bit silly that it almost doubles the price of a of a Chromecast now just to get ethernet. So I don't know. It's cool that you have that option. I don't really need it though. Chromecast has always worked well enough for me.
0: Yeah, say, same, sorry. You
1: say double the price, but you have to keep, I don't know, you have to keep in mind that the Chromecast is ridiculously cheap. And the adapter is $15, which isn't expensive. I personally, I feel like I want it. I don't know if I need it, but I like, I don't know. I just feel more comfortable with the Ethernet connection to as many things as possible. And while it's not necessary, I wouldn't be surprised if I ended up with one in about a week.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, I like it just, it makes the Chromecast like go from $30 to $45. Like if you want Ethernet uh, connectivity so Mm -hmm. I mean it it starts to get up to that point where you can buy a Roku which I think in some cases those have Chromecast abilities anyway so I I don't know it's interesting it's useful but I don't I don't have a use for it Mm -hmm. makes sense um, so Apple is planning on or um, not plan on, they They have asked their supplier to make um, 90 million um, of their next iPhone models. So, and this is 10 million more than they asked for the iPhone 6. Um, so, pretty much the, the big big thing with the new iPhone um, 6s and presumably 6s Plus um, are better cameras, slightly better hardware. And supposedly it's supposed to begin Force Touch, which we'll see if Apple has figured out what Force Touch is actually supposed to do. But um, mainly I, I'm excited about this really just because I'm hoping that they make a lot of gold ones because I want to get a gold one as soon as they are released just because I want a gold iPhone. Not so much because I want an updated iPhone 6S just to have a gold iPhone.
0: Yeah, the... Leaks for the hardware for the 6S and 6S Plus don't look that interesting, but I really want to upgrade from a black 16 gig to a 64 or 128 gig gold one. So whatever way I can do that. So if, even if that means buying one, like buying another iPhone 6, because I just don't care about Force Touch. So I don't really, I don't think I really care about the new hardware refresh. Cody, yeah.
1: do you want to? Real, real quick. Do you want it for any reason other than gold? Um. Or... <laughs> well, that, I, so I just, <laughs> like I just want a gold phone. It's like, oh, okay. okay.
0: Well, so yeah. Have yes, you seen I the want... gold iPhone? Yeah. Okay. okay. So... To it looks pink.
1: Phone. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. Hold on. Okay, Cody. On.
1: Go ahead. Explain yourself. Defend okay. yourself. So,
2: I have T-Mobile. Mm-hmm. Having uh, having (laughs) T-Mobile, by default, I pretty much have Jump because it's insurance on my phone. And so essentially by default, at some point in the next couple of months, I need to get a new phone because otherwise it doesn't make sense to pay for Jump. But I want to have insurance on my phone, so I still would – I just kind of – I may as well just have Jump. So it just kind of works out pretty nicely. Um, I think Force Touch will be interesting to see what they do with it. I think Aaron and I were having this conversation offline earlier that um, Apple just doesn't really know what they're doing. Like the, it, it seems like after Steve Jobs passed and everything, a lot of the new design decisions, no one is there to be an asshole and say, your idea is stupid, we're not doing that. And that's, like, that's kind of what Steve Jobs' big thing was, was... He wasn't afraid to make someone cry or or be mean or anything like that. His main goal is to build something cool, and I feel like Apple no longer has an executive that does that. So I'm interested. To, anyway, long long story short, I'm interested to see what Force Touch would be like on the iPhone. I have no clue what it would be though, because on the watch, Force Touch makes no sense. Like it does a million different things, and it should really do one or two specific things. So. We'll see, but yeah, mostly, mostly, I just would really like a gold, gold iPhone, but also for the T-Mobile thing. So, <laughs> but, okay. but, 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 but mo- most, mostly, mostly because I need to have my iPhone match my Apple Watch.
1: Oh gosh, okay, <laughs> jeez, okay, all right. I guess I guess I can give you that, even though that's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, so moving on to to a more exciting company, Facebook. Um, they are implementing or testing out, I guess, floating videos so you can watch videos while you're scrolling through at the same time. And as small as that sounds, I feel like a lot of people are going to take advantage of that. Watch, like, I know sometimes I'll see a, a video that I might kind of want to watch and then I'm like, I don't care because it's Facebook but if I can watch it and continue to do nothing with my life by scrolling through my newsfeed, I'll probably do it. Yeah, and, I... Go ahead.
2: Uh, I was going to say, I I feel like, yeah, it is going to be a really cool feature considering that YouTube's uh, mobile apps have had it for I don't know how long, and mm-hmm. it's been kind of useful. So...
1: Did they mention anything i don't i didn't see anything about the mobile app unless you saw something about that or is it just oh no no the, the mobile
2: app for facebook that being able to do that on the mobile app is probably like 10 years out knowing facebook
1: <laughs> yeah and also um something that i noticed uh, just this last week is facebook did i think it was our last podcast we mentioned something about facebook maybe working on a, a music service of some sort and they denied um any sort of assumption that they may be working on a music service so i guess that that's no longer going to be a thing
2: well that's sad
1: that's good (laughs) Not not that yeah i would say not that any of us were like super pumped for it but
2: um actually like not not to throw us off but there was other facebook stuff so they're they're planning on updating those like the logos in the top where you have the Like, the the friend icon where it's, like, supposed to be, like, a a guy and a girl. And I think the group icon where it's, like, two guys and one girl. They're updating the icon. So now for the friend one, like, the girl is going to be in front and the guy is going to be in back. And then for the group icon, like, the girl is going to be in the front middle and the two guys are going to be in the back. And I'm just kind of, like, they're doing it because it's, like, it's supposedly, like, sexism stuff, which I, oh, I guess I can kind of see that argument, but at the same time, it's, like, mostly guys built Facebook, and it's, like, they probably... Like, they probably didn't think about it in, like, a sexist way. It was probably, like, just you know like, whatever. So now it's, like, reverse sexism almost. I don't know. I, I'm just kind of curious what, what you two might think about that.
1: The fact that this is an issue bothers me significantly, just because it's just, I didn't, I never noticed the group icons. I like, well, I'm, I mean, I knew they were there, but I've never paid attention to them to notice that there was a girl in the back or a guy in the front or whatever. Like who, why does it matter? And it doesn't seem like it's a a sexism thing. Now it just seems like a uh, feministic, we're better than you put us in front. Like the fact that it has to be brought up to that point. I don't know. I I don't understand it. I think it's stupid. But that's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just don't that, really
2: that have it, an opinion. That a big deal has like a a deal has to be made about like yeah. I could see like quietly doing it or like right. but like it was more of, like yeah, we we have to do this. Like it's like, eh, okay.
1: That, yeah, that's right. But I
2: understand. Yeah, cuz it's kind of I don't know. I Feel like there are other ways to bring awareness, but I I was just kind of curious. So I I saw that earlier this week.
1: Yeah, I must have missed so, that one.
2: Yeah, I, I I it was like in uh this one YouTube channel that I watch. But oh, gotcha. anyway, um so you can now subscribe to Showtime Online. Uh so you no longer need a cable subscription to Showtime to get Showtime. So the subscription it is 10.99 a month you can get one month free if you go and sign up on their website it has looks like you can watch it from pretty much everywhere you can watch from your laptop uh ps4 roku apple products i don't know if you can watch it on android yet um does not look like it so yeah you, you can do iphone ipad apple tv roku hulu and PlayStation View. So um I'm kind of curious what, what you two think about it. Because I've been excited about HBO now. Um I'm not so much excited about Showtime because they don't seem to have as much program. And I think if it instead of being like ten ninety nine a month, it was like seven ninety nine a month, I would be a little bit more interested, but their lineup doesn't seem as impressive as as HBO. But maybe I I just haven't looked at it close enough either.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I I like some shows on Showtime, but I'm to the point where I just don't want to pay for any more streaming services. Yeah. I like, I don't want to pay. I pay for Amazon Video, and I pay for Netflix, and we have Hulu in the house, and I just don't want to pay for HBO Go and pay for Showtime. There's just too many services.
2: But to be fair, you get Amazon with Amazon Prime.
0: Well, yeah, but I still pay for it. Right. I'm just tired of, you know, every, like... Five years ago, we were all clamoring about being able to have like an a la carte system for video. And now that we have it, well, not completely, but now that we're going towards that direction, I don't see that future being any better than the system we currently have. Instead of paying one company a large amount of money, I'm going to be paying a bunch of companies small amounts of money.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I'm probably going to try to do the free trial and see like if there's anything that I like on Showtime, but... Like, the only thing that I recognize that they have is Dexter, and I can watch that on Netflix, so...
0: Yeah, and there's only oh, four and, good seasons of Dexter.
2: Yeah, and they have Boyhood, the documentary, which... Or it's like a movie, which if, if no one has seen that, that's actually a a really good movie. It's just... It, it's shot over the course of 12 years of a boy. Yeah, that's up. a really
0: good one. It's Yeah.
2: But that, I mean, that I've already seen, so I don't need Showtime to watch it, so...
0: So, I guess the last... New snippet of the week is that uh, Apple Watch sales have plummeted since 90% in April. So the first few weeks that they were selling Apple Watches, they were selling 200,000 units a day, and now they're down to less than 20,000 units a day. So I just I just thought it's interesting to see. I mean, obviously when a new product comes out, there's always going to be a spike, and then it kind of decreases. But I think it's interesting to see that they've plummeted so much.
2: Well I can't okay. say I'm
0: surprised though.
2: Okay. How how many Android Wear Watches were sold?
0: Oh, I'm not saying I'm Six. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that in the first week that Apple Watch was available, they sold more than every single Android watch or Android Wear Watch ever sold. Probably.
2: Yeah. They, um, but the thing and- is
0: is for Apple to release a product and then for it to taper off so quickly is just kind of weird. Like I wouldn't be surprised if, when they announce the new iPhones, or when they, you know, sometime middle of next year, early next year, when they announce Apple Watch Two, that they announce a price cut, just like they did when the iPhone just like originally came out.
2: Yeah, but I mean, just just to, so they, Android Wear sold seven hundred twenty thousand as of April. That's it. So like, yeah, they dang they were so, selling
0: a third of that a day.
2: Exactly. So so you you think about it like like twenty thousand a day, okay? Like like that that, that's plummeted. Yeah. um, business business, okay,
1: never
0: mind. I I have met two people with Android Wear watches. Yeah. In like a year.
2: That's so so you you do the math. So let's say they sold that in in the course of a year, seven hundred and twenty thousand divided by three sixty five is less than two thousand a day so that's like a tenth of what of what the apple watch is selling so even even though they have plummeted they are still selling 20,000 a day i'm i'm curious like what pebble has sold like i think pebble has sold like a million Not anywhere near or that. some units like like yeah they plummeted but like you had that massive like surge of people that wanted apple watches and everyone that wanted an Apple watch pretty much bought it. And now, now it's kind of people are still buying them. They're curious about them as they find out about them. But,
0: but the thing is, is mean, like it's... the smartwatch market is not saturated whatsoever. It's only been around for like a year and a half, really. And this, I'm not saying anything specific about the Apple watch, but this considering Android wears, um, low sales and honestly pebbles, fairly low sales. I just think this says more about the wearable industry as a whole and the fact that I don't think smartwatches are really going anywhere. Like I think it's a product category where all these companies were thinking, all right, we need another big growth sector. What's that sector? And then everyone decided it was gonna be watches.
2: I mean, I I think they they haven't figured out what smartwatches need to be. I think that's like the biggest issue. I think smartwatches still have a lot of potential. Like I, I see like, in a couple of years, my my watch being more of, like, my identity, like, the, the watch that I wear. And it, it could even be, like, spread across, like, a couple of watches since Apple's going for the whole fashion thing. So I could see having, like, a couple different Apple watches that you would wear to different places. But but still, like, you, you would use that for your identity. And then whenever I would go to, like, pick up, pick up like, an iPhone, like, I could pick up your iPhone and it would just kind of have my information there so i could kind of sync across that or like i could go to any macbook and have a lot of my information just synced up to that like i i kind of see that being more of a future once once we have like faster internet and things like that like you could start to have like one device where that's your identifying device and i think it would make sense to have your watch but why won't that be a smartphone device because like your smartphone you can you can like leave behind like and that's kind of one of the things like so health tracking you you can't do decent health tracking with a phone. You can do much better health tracking with a watch because that watch is always on me. So like my steps per day have gone up a lot since I got a watch, not because I've done anything differently, but because I'm always wearing my watch. So when I when I go up to to go to the bathroom or when I walk to the kitchen, anything like that, like I'm not like, oh, crap, I need to put my phone in my pocket so I can track those like 20 steps but the watch is always on me so it's one of those things where i think once they start to figure out what the watch is for which is mostly for notifications and health tracking and just kind of kind of convenience really like being able to pay for stuff like that's another thing that i've really enjoyed with the apple watch but it it's still like you were saying like it's still like early days people don't know um what what to um what to really do with it but i still think like people that are are saying that the apple watch sales are plummeting yeah they're plummeting but they're still selling a lot of units compared to other other companies so i think it'll be interesting to see what the apple watch 2 looks like like what what they bring to marketing kind of also see like what the moto 362 looks like what, what all the new revisions of this of the smartwatches look like now that they've um changed it so okay, i kind of you know. I, I realized i just went off on a rant.
0: oh uh, no it's fine that's fine zach do you have anything to say about apple watch
1: it is a watch not really um i, w- I didn't realize how many they were selling previously like that's crazy but honestly no not without getting too crazy far into it
0: all righty well let's move on to our pick of the weeks sure do you guys want to go first or should i uh you can go first. Alrighty. Well, my pick of the week is not tech related at all. Um. I, it's an artist that I found via Apple Music, and her name is Rachel Platten, and she's just a female pop artist. And she uh she came out with an EP like four or five years ago. She came out with another one this year, and I would highly recommend anyone to go see her. She does like her. I guess her big song right now is called Fight Song. Um, and, you know, she's in the same vein as, I don't know, early Taylor Swift, Carrie Underwood, um, maybe some early Katy Perry. She's in, you know, she's that type of style. So if you guys are into into pop artists or into, you know, some happy pop, I guess, definitely check her out. It's Rachel Platten. All
2: right, cool. Yeah, we can... Um probably even like link to her in apple music possibly in the show notes and then link to whatever so you can find her um cool um so my pick of the week is monoware so they are a third party apple watch band creator so if you would like to get a different band um, like a lot of the ones that they make are leather bands and they still have like the same uh, like easy swappability as as the other Apple watch bands have so you can just kind of swap it in and out um, but yeah it's, it's kind of interesting like it's I think around like $80 for their leather bands um, they have nylon bands which I think are absolutely ugly but those are $60 yeah they are pretty um, terrible looking they have a mesh metal, which is, like, a really ugly knockoff of the Melanese loop. Like, it doesn't even have a magnet. Like, pretty much what you're getting from them is, like, more variety, but the quality of them looks looks quite a bit less. So, like, for me, I think I might actually get one of the leather bands because they don't have a whole lot of leather bands available for guys. Um, with just, like, the regular Apple watch stuff. So, like, the brown leather band looks kind of cool.
0: Oh, man, but, the black leather band with the um, black sport watch looks really nice. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Like,
2: no, no, like, I, I think really, like, the, the big thing with, with MonoWare, like, their leather bands are, are what I'm most interested in. The other ones are kind of, eh, I don't think I would want them. They just don't look incredibly nice. But, Yeah. So it's monoware. Um, Go check them out if you have an Apple Watch and want a band.
1: Cool, cool. So my pick of the week, um, it's an app called AZ Camera for Android devices specifically. I don't, I'm guessing, just by the nature of the app, there isn't one for iOS. Um, But so what it is is it's a a camera that allows you to take control of all the manual functions of like a, like you would on a nicer camera. And what I think so about this is I bought, I actually paid for an app before called manual camera because it was the only thing available at the time. And it lets you control the the white balance, the ISO, the, the aperture, um, pretty much everything, close to everything you would with like a, a nicer DSLR kind of thing. Or kind of camera and so if you're if you like photography and you don't necessarily and you kind of want to play around with getting different shots and like um how a a nicer camera would work i think it's cool that you can you can do that on your phone now um you can practice take decent pictures you can shoot in raw as well if you want to get into editing so in fact there's a free option available now I think it's really cool cuz I definitely would have would have probably got this before I paid for the other one but Yeah I just think it's it's cool that we now have that that option on our smartphones.
2: Yeah that is like that's especially like it looks like you can change the the shutter speed and things like that so yeah. like if if you really want like a little bit little bit overboard and got like a cheap tripod and a cheap uh camera holder you could probably take some some pretty decent pictures like at night just yeah. like up yeah you know yeah like up the shutter speed and um yeah I that, that looks pretty cool mm-hmm.
1: i mean some of the some of the phones have pretty decent cameras too so i if i mean with this combined with it i think you could get not saying the same quality but almost comparable in certain cases i would assume so
0: yeah I think that's pretty cool yeah cool um, and with that I think that's the end of the show um, if you guys want to follow us you can follow us on Twitter I'm at Analog Mechanica that's A-N-A-L-O-G M-E-C-H-I-N-A
2: are you ever uh, going Cody? to actually change that?
0: yes I was but I, I like it a lot so I don't think I'm going to <laughs> <laughs> I might because I really don't like spelling it out, but I... No, you know what? This week I'm going to. I'm definitely going to this week. And I'm okay. also going to say that next week. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, no, Cody, where can they find you at?
2: Uh, you can you can find me on, on Twitter as well. It is at Cody Engel with an underscore in between the Cody and the Engel. Where can Zach, they find you at,
1: Zach? <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter as well at wild one ninety one. It's w y l d o n e nine one.
2: Wheres so. is the only like catchy Twitter handle out of out of yeah. the three of us. Like it. it oh rhymes, no no, analog Mechanica is like,
0: great.
2: No like like wild one ninety one. It just rolls off the tongue. Like I just I want to walk up to someone that I don't know and be like, hey, follow wild one ninety one just because it's so easy to say. Like wild one ninety one. You just say it in conversation and it it just rolls off of your tongue. Um, and I know that we've been trying to, you know, cut down these Twitter things, so I'm, I'm sorry, but All I just, right. you know, <laughs> and with they got that, to the end of the show for a reason. Yes.
0: Yeah, and with that, it's truly the end of the show. Um, <laughs> if you guys like our show, please subscribe to us on Stitcher or iTunes. Uh, please leave us a five-star review and maybe some review notes. Tell us what you did like, what you didn't like. Tell us what your favorite type of soup is. I don't really care. Um, you can find so us on techtelegraph.co. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, is, is there anywhere else people can find us? Oh, we post stuff on Facebook. So follow us on Facebook. We post uh, interesting little news articles that we don't talk about on the show on Facebook as well.
2: Yes. Yeah. And we let you know when the show goes up and all that, all that fun stuff. But, yep.
0: but yeah. Yeah, Have thanks a, for listening. You know, we'll be
2: back next week.
0: Yeah, next week uh, is, what? Well, what is that? July 16th? It is next week, that's for sure. yes it is yeah yeah it's 16th alrighty yeah so expect episode 6 July 16th thanks for listening 17th thanks for listening